Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto, and uh, Deb is not on this recording today. Uh, just the guys today, and uh, <laughs> a guy who knows a lot about manhood and everything that in, that entails is our friend Dwight Taylor Sr. What's going on, man? What's going on, my man? Great to be back on Character Combine Podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, Deb, but you know we we had to go with the men today. We're talking about manhood and all this good stuff, man. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited yeah. to be back, though. Yeah, man, I'm excited too. We've actually, we've done a couple, I haven't, but Deb's done a couple of all uh, female episodes that, that have been amazing. So okay. it, was, it was only a matter of time before we got, this, we yeah. got this going. So we may have to invite some more guys next time. And I got, I got some guys for you too. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. We'll, make, we'll make it happen for sure. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe after your event kicks off, which we'll talk about. Um, I, don't have, I don't have any warm-up questions for you today, but I do want to know, uh, you know, Deb's signature question is that life song question. And what you're mm. right now, I think last time your song was grinding by Nipsey. Yep. Uh, yep. Has it changed or is it still the same thing? It might still the same. It's still the same thing. And, and it's like you said, it's, it's even more uh, yep. now. I'm probably listening to it more now than I was even listening to it. Then I'm getting up at, uh, you know, three thirty doing my reading, doing my quiet time. And then five o'clock, I'm starting my workout every morning. And so uh, that's a consistent, that's inconsistent rotation for me, man, especially with this pandemic that we're doing, this quarantine that's going on. And so uh, really just reminding myself to be grinding. But but let me just put a, uh, a disclaimer out there. It's not even just grinding in my work. It's more, it's even more about grinding in my family time. Right. Grinding and making sure that I'm the best husband that I can be, the best father that I can be, the best uncle, son, grandson. Like, so I'm, I'm really grinding on that. Uh, I've been putting together uh, Zoom calls every other week for our entire family. So we've been having like 19, 20 people on the Zoom call. Uh, wow. So my grandparents in Georgia can see all of their grandkids and their kids. And so been grinding just on the family front. So grinding on my life. Yes. The, the business side and, and the things that I'm doing with my events, but also taking care of home first. I love it, man. I love it. And so we're just gonna, we're just gonna jump right into it. It's gonna be a shorter, a shorter episode for us, but I want to yeah. make sure we, we, we talk about everything that you're doing right now. So I, I know each year for the last, I think three or four years or however long you and I have known each other, I usually get a text from you around this time of the year. <laughs> and it says, Hey man, it's, it's man, real manhood awareness month is coming up and my events yeah. coming up and all of that. Yeah. Um, and so I've been thinking about that a lot and I feel like each year, you know, my, my definition of manhood, you know, it, I think it remains the same, but mm. there's a, it feels like there's a different emphasis, you know, on a certain aspect of manhood for me at least. Mm. And before I, before I get your definition of manhood, I just wanted to say that, you know, when you send me those texts, I started thinking about it. And I think this year specifically, probably because of everything that's going on, I feel like for me, manhood is defined as responsibility, taking responsibility mm. of your own life, taking responsibility um, of, like you said, of your family, of your loved ones, of your, of your job, whatever it may yeah. be. And I feel like sometimes, especially in the world of athletics, and you know this, um, people are so competitive. We're so competitive that sometimes our first thought is if there's a, an error made or a mistake made, sometimes our first, first thought is, okay, why was it somebody else's fault or what, what, yeah. you know, there must've yeah. been some outside factor that 
caused that to happen. It couldn't have been me. The blame game. (laughs) Yeah. So my thought is, I think part of manhood, or just being a person in general, but for manhood, is taking responsibility and being responsible for your life and for anybody's life that you might be, you know, affecting. So, anyways, I, I, you know, I've been thinking about that a lot lately, and I think for Mm. me, that's what kind of what comes down to, especially right now in this current time. But yeah, for you, how do you define manhood? Simple man, and that and that's in that's in part of my definition. So a real man to me is a man who rejects passivity, yeah. expects the greater reward, accepts responsibility, and leads courageously. And if you take the first letter of those four things that I just said, they spell real. Mm-hmm. And um, I came across that definition probably about ten or twelve years ago, but didn't really take it as my definition until uh, I say right around the time I turned thirty. So that's about eight years ago. And okay. that's literally the definition that, that I've been running with. That's the definition that I've been sharing with other men, not saying that you have to take this definition. But if you don't have one, right, then, then maybe consider taking this because every decision that we make can fall under that framework. Right. right? Every decision we make, we can be thinking, um, are we going to be passive or are we going to be intentional about the healthy decisions that we make when it comes to expecting the greater reward? Are we going to just focus on the here and now? Or are we going to be thinking about, you know, what can I do now to impact generations to come, to impact my tomorrow, to impact the tomorrow of somebody else? When we're thinking about accepting responsibility, you already hit the nail on the head, right? We, we have to accept responsibility. We have to be people, especially men without excuses and no blaming somebody else, but taking full ownership of our actions, of our thoughts, of our words, and then leading courageously. And, and most people think that that's leading other people, but I, I tell them, yes, that's part of it. But before we can um, lead anybody else, the first person we must lead is ourselves, right? So we have to lead ourselves courageously in every single moment, second minute, hour of every day, of every week, of every month, of every year until we're up out of here. And so uh, that's my definition. And that's the real manhood definition that uh, we share and we spread. And so, you know, that's what we base our decisions on. And, and that's what every decision we have falls under. So that's my definition of a real man. That's awesome. Let me ask you this. We, I mean, we, we try not to, uh, you know, we try to spread a lot of positivity and, and uh, challenge athletes and coaches on this podcast. We try to yeah. steer clear of uh, too many, you know, hot, but hot, uh, uh, hot button topics and things like that. But I am curious like, with the, this whole manhood, the idea of manhood and the current time, I feel like, with you know cancel culture and and everything that's going on in the world um has that has it changed how people have viewed you know this idea of manhood because i feel like it, in some ways you've seen horrible examples of it and i feel like a, a a redefining is almost needed in this time because of you know you know what i'm saying like you could list a, a million examples of of guys or men doing terrible things and then it feels like i think some people have felt like just men in general have been under attack but i feel like in my opinion, there's a very clear difference between what those guys do mm-hmm. and what you're saying real man that mm-hmm. is. So do you feel like over the last five years, things have shifted? Um, I, I think things are shifting. Is My grandfather says it best. Slow progress is better than no progress. Right. And so so yeah. things have been shifting, you know, from from my vantage point, slowly, but surely. Um like I was sharing before we got on, I've, I've been able to connect with men all over the country, but then all over the world who are doing very similar work to what I'm doing. And when we talk about manhood, we're less talking about the physical things we can do. We're more talking about the emotional stability um, that we need to have, right? And, and, and really tapping into breaking free from emotional incarceration, 
a, a lot of men are not going to talk about their feelings. A lot of men are not just going to share that information transparently. And so we want to make sure that not only do we have a great definition, but we also are able to create safe spaces for men to be vulnerable, to be transparent, to be emotional, to talk about the highs, the lows, the ups and downs, the goods, the bad, um, to talk about mental health, to talk about just things that, that we normally don't have regular everyday conversations about. Um, what we are having conversations about are the sports teams. I'm a sports guy, so I'm good with that. Yeah. But that might not be the only thing that we should be talking about when it comes to manhood. We might be talking about the cars that we drive or the materialistic things, which I'm OK with. But that might not be the only thing that we should be talking about and focusing on, because those are all external things. Right. What, what about the internal things that we actually can control? Right. We just have to be intentional about controlling the things that we can control. We can always control our attitude and our effort. Right. But what about our attitude and our effort when it comes to treating other people better? Well, that comes from how we look at ourselves. Right. So we have to do that inner work um, to make sure that we are not just saying that we're men because we're a certain age. Right. My oldest son is about to turn 18 on June 10th. And, and we've been talking like Yes, legally you are an adult, but just your age doesn't make you a man. We have males out here who have not become men and they're 55 years old, my man, right? <laughs> like I'm talking to these males and I, and I use that yeah. word very intentionally. I talk to 55, 65 year old males who are coming to me for guidance or coaching about what it means to be a real man because they're feeling like, I haven't, I, I, I haven't been told or, or, or nobody showed me how to be a real man. I've just been a male this whole time. And I, and I said, you know, um, we're, we're born into becoming, into being males, but it, it takes a process to become a man, you know, and more importantly, it takes a process to become a real man. And so, um, like I said, slowly but surely, we've been seeing the narrative change when, when men start taking full responsibility and, and full ownership of our actions and of our thoughts and of our words. And uh, I just think that as we continue to have these type of conversations and, and these type of platforms of men being able to share this type of, th this type of stuff authentically, more of it will be seen and, and more of it will be done. Right. Well, it's interesting too, just something that popped into my head as you were, as you were saying that it's interesting because as you go from that, that journey from 18 to 55, it's not like that idea of manhood remains the same. Like the core values of, you know, <laughs> R-E-A-L remain the same, but your yeah. life is evolving. So it's not 100%. like you can say at 18, okay, I, I'm deciding to be a man. And then it's going to be like that until 55, like life happens, right? So, at, you know, at some point you, you'll probably get a job and you'll have a career. And so yeah. your, your manhood is going to evolve. And then yeah. you, may, you may get married one day and yeah. it's going to have to evolve again. And then you might have children and may have to evolve again. So it's pretty, it's an ongoing process. You can never really stop learning and never stop evolving, right? Never, never. No. Uh, once you do that, you, you literally, um, as I say, you literally start slowly dying, right? Yeah. Because when, if, if you're not progressing, then you're going the opposite way. And so uh, manhood changes. My grandfather, who's my hero, that's Pops, and he'll, he'll, he'll probably be listening to this. Um, nice. He'll be 80 years old in August. And we continuously have conversations about the fact that you know, he's been married over 58 years wow. and, and he's telling me about how he's every day learning my grandmother. And I'm like, wait a minute, dude, y'all been married longer than I've been alive and you're still learning. He goes, it, it, I'm learning, I'm learning her, but I'm also learning me right in, in correlation to her and how I need to respond to her. I got to respond differently than I responded to her two years ago. And I'm like, come on, man, are you serious? And, and, and it's just a, a, an affirmation and reaffirming of what you just said. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, 
you know, I feel like, and maybe this is, maybe this is like a stereotypical uh, mindset, but it seems like for the most part, you have guys that are, you have guys that are willing to, you know, kind of embark on that journey of, of discovering themselves and, and their manhood. But then I feel yeah. like you have a lot of people, especially when it comes to a lot of guys, when it comes to the emotional side of life, um, struggle with it. And I'm sure some of it is because of what they saw or didn't see as they were growing up. But yeah. um, what, what would you say is one of the biggest uh, obstacles that guys have to um, deal with in order to start pursuing that idea and dealing with, you know, the emotional side of their life? Mindset. Mindset. That's it. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the answer. Um, I was just talking to somebody about this maybe two or three weeks ago, and they asked me a very similar question. I said, it's mindset. And the, and the gentleman just looked at me like, okay, well, come on, talk. I said, no, it's, it's our mindset, right? But our mindset, like, it comes from so much. It comes from past experiences. It comes from the filter. It comes from the way we were raised. It comes from what we seen and didn't see. It comes from how we go about giving our perfect effort to whatever it is that we're doing now, right? Like that's our mindset. Everything that we're doing is coming from the, the way that our mind is wired. And so if, if we desire to see something different, then we need to put something different in our mind. But that means that we have to be honest enough to say, hey, there's certain things that I don't know how to do. There's certain things that I wasn't taught. There's certain things that I didn't learn. Can you show me this? And for men, that's tough. Right, <laughs> that's right. tough. We, we want to have the answers. We want to know it all. And right. so if, if, we, if we aren't humble enough to say, I don't have it all together, then we'll be stuck in the same place. And, and yeah, we might be 21 today, but if we continue to stay in that mindset, we'll be now the age 48, but we'll be 21 lived over 27 times. Right. Right. And so, right. so it's all about our mindset and being willing to, 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 to take wisdom and information and, and take guidance. Um, but that goes, that goes into, okay, well, if I've never seen anybody reach out to anybody else for help, then not only, not only is it, is it like, I don't want to do that. It's less of that. It's less, it's more of, I don't even know to do that. Right. Right. Like, I don't even know. And so I have empathy for men because I was in that space at one point for 29 years of my life, even though I have my grandfather who is is my hero. And he showed me what it looked like to be a man, to be a husband, to be a father at the same time, due to the fact that at that point in my life, my dad, my dad wasn't around. I yearned for everything my grandfather was doing to come from my father. And so I was kind of. Um, not consciously thinking about it, but cutting off every information that my grandfather was giving me because it wasn't coming from the person that I wanted it to come from the most, if that makes sense. Right. And so, oh, yeah. um, so, so for me, it was like, man, not only did I, did I have the information, but it's one thing to know something. It's another thing to show it. Yeah. Right. I knew the information. I just wasn't showing it because I had a block. I had a mental block based on some things that had happened in my past. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too, man, because you, you think about it, especially our audience of athletes and coaches, um, yeah. especially, specifically athletes, that same, the same mindset that they take into the gym or onto the field, the same mindset that they use to push themselves, right? They'll, go, they'll put their body through hell to make themselves yep. a better athlete. Yep. Could they could potentially harness that same mindset Come on, into, man. Into, into that emotional side, but for man. whatever reason, it's way tougher. And maybe it's like you said, because you know, we want the answers and, it, you, and you know, if you, if you bench, if you squat, Physically, your body will get stronger, whereas the emotional side of it, you can go through a bunch of stuff, but it's not going to necessarily lead to a, a specific clean answer. But yeah. if, they could, if they could harness that side of their, of their mindset, I think it could have huge effects on their personal life. 100%, man. Like, I don't even need to say more because you just said it all. Like, that's it. 
That's yeah. it. I, I, I talk to my guys who are who are in fitness. We actually have one who's going to be part of Real Manhood, uh, the summit this year. And and we were literally talking about the idea of adjusting, right? One adjusting because we're in this time, but then adjusting when it comes to the weights and, and, and getting stronger and doing different things. But then he switched it. He was like, man, we have to adjust mentally, right? Yeah. As men, we have to and, and start making adjustments. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm big on the phrase, minor adjustments lead to major improvement. And so um, we, we can start adjusting and use that same thing because here's the thing, as men, innately, we're aggressive, right? But, but, but why not be aggressive about the making healthy choices, right? Why not be aggressive about getting help? Why not be aggressive about asking for help? Why not be aggressive about learning and reading and, and, and getting around men who can keep you accountable so you don't suffer in silence? Why not be aggressive about those things? We're already aggressive. Let's get aggressive about the right things. Right. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I've always appreciated about your event is, you know, it is, it is geared towards men, boys becoming men and, and, or men learning how to actually become men. But yeah. I feel like every year that I've, I've seen it in the year I went to, I saw a lot of, a lot of moms there. I saw a lot of aunts there. Yeah. Um, so I always feel like you've been really inclusive of, you know, both men and women, um, you know, for a, for a manhood event, why, why do you choose to do that? Uh, just due to the fact, man, that I understand that there are a lot of women who are raising young males. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was one of them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, yes, I had my grandfather, but I, but I had three aunties. I had two grandmothers. I had um, uh, so many di- cousins that were women who were very intricate in my life. You know what I mean? Right. For me to, yeah. to even learn how to, how to do the things that I needed to do to become the man that I am today. And so it, it would be it would be poor on me to poor judgment on me and poor leadership on me not to, you know, invite women to come because one, they get to see their young men in different light. Now at the same time, I do, I do put out a disclaimer that, Hey, when we're going into these workshops, I I have a separate place for you all to gather and convene and and get some information and connect with some of the men because maybe you need a mentor or something. But I I do want these workshops to be safe space for these young males to have, you know, that time to be authentic and transparent and, and just be honest. At the same time, you know, these women get to come and get introduced to other men or get to introduce to to other ideas and concepts that they can then take back with their with their son, their, their nephew, um, whatever it may be, their little cousin, whoever they brought. And so um, I always want to include the women in, in what we're doing. Um, and the crazy thing is, I'm going to be honest, man, uh, the women over the last, this is going on year number five, have, pr- have actually been um, more of the champions for the work that we're doing. Wow, you know, awesome. uh, it, it, it's, it's crazy, but, but it's not. The, the women see the need a lot more than the men see the need. Because if you don't think that you're broken, if you don't think that you need help, then you won't see this as something as so beneficial. You think you're doing it all right already, where the women have a different lens and come from a different perspective. And they're like, wait a minute, not only do I need some type of input or advice on how to be a man, right? But I also can see that my young person, that I, my young man, young son, young nephew is dealing with some things that I can't solve. Yeah. Right. But if I'm a man and I feel like I can solve everything, I'm not about to bring you to a real man. I already, I already taught you how to be a real man. I know all the answers. What do you need to go to a conference for to learn something that I can teach you myself? Right. Right. So, right. Yeah. That's man. cool. Well, you know, I, I, when you said that, too, I, I thought of um, have you been watching The Last Dance? Yes. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, you all caught up? Yeah, all caught up. Me and my wife, my wife and I just got caught up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was the scene, I think it was in uh, either five or six. It was, the, it was this last Sunday, so I can't remember uh, which episode it was, but you had him talk about his the Nike deal, right? Mm. And one of the different companies. And his mom was, he was like, I didn't want to, I wanted to, you know, get signed with Adidas. I didn't want to do this Nike thing. And his mom's like, you, yeah. gotta, you need to take that meeting. So even yeah. someone at his stature still listening to his mom. 100%. 100%. No, that was dope. That part was actually really dope for, for multiple reasons. But one of the biggest reasons is that, like you said, you've seen it, right? But what happens to the 19-year-old young man that sees that? Right. right? What, what happens to the 25-year-old athlete that's getting ready to make this decision and sees that? Like, we, we are in a day and age where the, the thing that we hear the loudest is, men degrading women or, 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 you know, seeing them as less than, right. But, but you see a Michael Jordan and his mother saying, Hey, this is what we need to be doing. And him taking, taking that in and going, okay, I'm trusting you. I'm, I'm going to believe in what you're saying. Like that's, that's a huge, huge message more than just what they showed it as, you know what I mean? So I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun watching that, that whole documentary. Yeah, man. Um, so I got one more question for you that just, just popped in my head. It's not on my list of questions, but something you said just made me think of it. Uh, and then what I want to talk about your, the event coming up. Yeah. But um, so we have a lot of coaches that listen who are male coaches, but they coach female athletes. Mm. Um, and obviously, you know, with the, uh, you know, a few, however many months ago, the unfortunate passing of Kobe Bryant, the hashtag, hashtag uh, grill dad has popped out there quite a bit and it's become a, a big thing now. And so, um, I do think there's this this whole movement of either dads, you know, taking responsibility and uh, ownership of the fact that they're a girl dad, or you have coaches that are coaching young women. Um, can you just talk a little bit about the mindset when when you find yourself in that type of situation? How important it is, and the effect that you can have on those young female athletes as a, yeah. a you know influence or role model in their life. So I I can't speak directly to that because I've never coached girls. Sure, um, but I have a daughter. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, have a, I have a nine-year-old daughter who uh, who looks to me as her hero, right? And so if I step outside of that and just look at it as a man to a young girl, um, we can teach so much just in, in, in our actions, less than our words. Yes, our words are important, but we can teach so much in our actions. I remind my sons right? Because they're the big brother of, of my daughter. I remind them that, hey, the way that you all treat your sister is going to be what she sees as acceptable. Yeah. Right? She's going to be thinking that this is acceptable. Why? Because the two people that I love the most who are my big brothers, this is how they treat me. So if this is how they treat me, then it's acceptable if somebody else treats me like this as well. And so I'm, I tell them, again, mindset, be very mindful. Be very mindful of what you say. Be very mindful of, of what you do. Be very mindful of how you respond. Like, let's not react in this situation. Let's respond. And so, you know, for coaches, um, I, I just think it, it's, it's going back to that. Like, what mindset um, do you have? But then even more so is like understanding that, you know, if, if, if I'm coaching young, young men like I did when I've coached basketball all these years, if I'm coaching them, then I, I'm knowing that, you know, and, and we, we should know this, that our actions, our words, all those things will be modeled. Even if they, they don't say that they're watching or, or listening, they're taking something away from us, right? right? And, and, and they're going to they're gonna end up using it or thinking about it. 
Now, if you flip that and you're coaching young ladies, these young queens, understanding that they might not take all the, the attributes, but they are going to take the lessons that they learn. And those lessons come less from what you say. It comes from how you live because they are watching, they're observant. And so, you know, I would just encourage um, any coach, if you're coaching um, males or females, be very mindful, be very intentional about the words you say, about the actions that you do, because they matter. And, and, and these young, impressionable uh, athletes, they're watching everything. They're watching it and they're taking something from it. Like your actions are speaking louder than your words at all times. At all time. So, so be very mindful, be very uh, intentional, be very thoughtful. And, um, you know, that's, that's what I'll say to that. I love it. I love it. So, okay, before we get out of here, I uh, want to talk a little bit about the, the Real Manhood 101 conference that's coming up. A little bit different, not at Sac State like it has been in the past, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, but still an incredible lineup of speakers and a lot of the great things you guys have planned. Uh, tell us a little bit about your event. Definitely. So this year, uh, due to COVID-19, um, we are going to a digital space. For the last four years, we've been at Sac State University, and it's been a phenomenal, amazing, that's phenomenal and amazing put together, phenomenal, amazing experience. This year, at first, we decided, well, I decided that we're not going to do anything. We're going to focus only on Manhood Awareness Month, which takes place every June. And so I said, we'll just turn our, our attention to Manhood Awareness Month. Um, and, and then I got calls and I got text messages and people were reaching out to me saying, hey, we have to do this event. We have to figure out a way of how to do this event, even if we have to go online, even if we have to go virtual. And then um, even with me saying, oh, I don't know if I'm going to do it, my wife came to me and basically told me. She yeah. told me that, that we are doing this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I got voluntold to do this event. So the event yeah. this year is our fifth annual Real Manhood 101 Youth Leadership Summit, um, the digital experience. It's going to be on YouTube starting at 9 a.m. on Friday, May 22nd. And you can just go to youtube.com forward slash Real Manhood 101 on that day. And we're going to have some phenomenal, amazing presentations. We got my guy, Marcellus Howard, who's been on the show before. Yeah, we, love uh, we got my guy, Courtney Sargent, coming out of Texas. Joshua Paul, who's the owner of Chick-fil-A on Alta Arden. Got my guy, DJ Mosky, all the way from oh. L.A. Yeah, nice. my, my man. DJ for the LA Rams, the LA Sparks, as well as KJLH, which is Stevie Wonder's radio show. We got my guy Will Brown from out here in Sacramento, founder of Interapp. Uh, got my guy Steve Jordan, uh, basketball coach for Sac City, as well as the owner of Barber Dream uh, um, Barbershop. And then we got my guy Michael Blair. He's uh, going to be talking about funding. He's going to be talking about finances, helping our young men invest. And last but not least, we have my guy, Dante Moore, who's a uh, health and wellness coach. And he's going to be running the guys through a workout that day. And so oh, it, nice. it's going to be amazing. And then it, it, it's uh, hosted by my best friend, one of my best friends. He goes by the name of Wordsmith. And he's just going to be bringing that energy, bringing that fire. And so this year, it's about to be crazy. You know, on year number two, I told my event coordinator, Angie, I said, I know we're getting ready for year number three, but I'm thinking about year number five already. I want it to be something that we've never done. And I've been saying that since year number two. She called me about two weeks ago. She goes, remember what you told me year number two? I was like, yep. She goes, this is that. She goes, you didn't yeah. think it was going to be like this, but this is that. She goes, we right. have an opportunity to reach so many people this year because it's virtual. So um, I'm just excited about it. And right after that, June 1st is Manhood Awareness Month. And so it, it, it's going to be a big two months, man. That's huge. No, I love it, man. And we always, we always want to support what you're doing. So um, we'll make sure that we send out the, uh, the invites to everybody. 
uh, for, yeah, man. for your I greatly event. appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so any last words before we get out of here, man? The floor is yours. Uh, just want to encourage any coaches listening, male or female, continue to be intentional about being the very best you that you were made to be. Like when you do that, um, you end up impacting people without even knowing it, right? As, as we continue to work on ourselves and do the inner work to become our best versions, that begins to overflow into every life that we come across. And so if we can be mindful of that, if we can stay focused on that, um, I like to say an inspired life inspires lives. And so if we can live inspired, then our life will continue to inspire the lives that we come across. We have a phenomenal, amazing opportunity to impact generations due to the fact that we are coaching. We are put in a position of leadership. And if we can first lead ourselves well, then we can lead them well. And that thing will continue to create a new cycle over and over again. So be the coach that, that maybe you need it. Be the coach that they need. Uh, but more importantly, be the man or woman that is being intentional about impacting this generation because you are needed. We need you, they need you, and this world will look much different once you continue to do the inner work that will then spill out. Um, and so that's the word that I can leave. Continue to dominate your day. <laughs> you know hey, what I'm saying? That's awesome. Love it. Where can they follow you? Uh, go to uh, Dwight Taylor SR on Instagram or DwightTaylorSR.com. So that's really Dwight Taylor Senior. I have to say that because some people are putting in Dwight Taylor S E N I O R. So, <laughs> you know, but it's DwightTaylorSenior.com, Dwight Taylor Senior on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, yeah, or DwightTaylorSenior at gmail.com. Feel free to email me. Um, I'm excited to connect with any and everybody who's doing great work for other people. Awesome, man. You guys can follow us at uh, Character Combine on Facebook and Instagram, at Sports Character on Twitter. Uh, YouTube, check out, some, check out some of the clips of past years. Dwight's on there a few times yeah. with, some, with some clips, so make sure you check that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it. Make sure you check out Dwight's, Dwight's event, and like I said, make sure you go follow him as well. Um, hey, man, we appreciate you, as always, coming on. Uh, you're the leader in the clubhouse still. Uh, I think you've made the most appearances on this podcast. So. And, and, and I think I'm being very intentional about that. <laughs> hey, we appreciate that. <laughs> All right, man, we appreciate it. All right, my man, thank you so much.